0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising and small business in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things entrepreneurship, small business, and franchising in the local area. And by the way, it's a great place for any entrepreneur to stop by if they're just trying to learn more about the franchising industry. Now, in the franchising industry, like all small businesses, you need solutions for workforce. Don't kid yourself if you're thinking about starting a business into thinking that labor isn't going to be a challenge. That's why we love to have guests like Chad Mayers here. Chad is with the Greater Omaha Chamber of Commerce, and you are the Senior Director of Workforce Solutions, right? Yes, sir. And you work on the Greater Omaha Chamber's Work Lab, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: So, thank you for being here with us. I
1: appreciate the invitation. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Now, in the next 20 minutes of our lives, you're going to solve every workforce challenge that we have for small
1: businesses. Easy enough. Easy enough. Okay. This will be easy. Then, what do we do for the second 10 minutes? Oh, we'll find out. We'll talk about (laughs) something else. So, I very much appreciate
0: you being here because anybody that's thinking about or currently running a business, they know, hey, you got to go into eyes wide open looking at all the different options you have for finding and keeping and growing the best talent. And from what I understand, that's pretty much what you guys focus on in the work lab for the Greater Omaha Chamber?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. So uh, GROW, which is Greater Omaha Work Lab, it's the acronym. The Chamber loves acronyms, so we have (laughs) one of them. Um, But it's a workplace benefit um, where we partner directly with employers and we provide their employees and by extension their family members Uh, with access to an individual that we call a navigator. Uh The navigator is placed on-site at that place of business a certain number of days per week, um, and they're available to all employees of the organization to help them with anything that is keeping those individuals from being fully physically, mentally, or emotionally present at work. So it could be literally anything that you can imagine that would fall into that category, and it's very vague on purpose Uh because we want people to come and talk to us about anything that's rattling through their head that's keeping them from being able to be present and focused on their work during the day, we're opening up that door for them to come talk to the navigator about it. And then the navigator's job is to help them come up with a plan to work through either that issue or those issues, depending on what they may be. We do that through a combination of individualized coaching. Um, a lot of issues that we deal with have some fi- financial component to it. So we do sure. financial counseling with people uh, and then also resource navigation. So um, our scope is is limited. I'd like to say that we go three to four inches deep, but a mile wide. So when we get outside of our scope, that's when we're branching out to the community, either with uh, individuals or organizations in the nonprofit sector. Uh, government benefits from time to time can come into play, mm-hmm. and also individuals in the private sector, making those warm referrals, those warm connections for people um, so that they have someone on the other side that, that they can go talk to, someone that they, they can trust because we've built a relationship with them. We know who they are and, and what they're doing, um, and we're also building those relationships with employees. So it's it's relationship to relationship um we really feel that that's that's what's missing that connection not necessarily the the resources there's plenty of resources out there right it's how do you get to them when do you get to them and how can they And which meet is you? the right one? And which is the right one? And yeah. which is the right one for you in your situation? Um so we have to really understand what the employee is going through mm-hmm. or what they want to do um because it doesn't have to be something bad or negative or some sort of emergency it could be something really Good that they want to do for themselves or their family, right? Um, but you don't always know what those next steps are.
0: So, so this is fascinating because first of all, I can't imagine that that there's a whole lot of chambers that are doing something like this. So we'll go back to that. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. That's why we have the yeah. experts here. But tell me a little bit. So the, these navigators mm-hmm. that are kind of bolted on and are on site at an employer's location to help. What does their background look like? Like what qualifies them to be yep. uh, a successful navigator?
1: Yep. So navigators, generally speaking, not all of them, but they have some sort of background in human services, social services, So, mm-hmm. um, and that's a really broad term. But working with people individually, helping them kind of navigate the the system of resources that are out there in the community, um, most of them have that kind of experience. Um, we're really looking at people from a – if you're using like Gallup Strengths as a framework, or just something that we use at the, at yeah, the Chamber, sure. who are really high in those relationship-based strengths. So they really kind of get their energy from spending time with people in this kind of format, you know, like a one-on-one talking to people. But they're more interested in the other person than themselves, uh-huh. and they want to help. They want to help. Sounds like you somebody with could be qualified to, to have their own podcast. Yes, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so they have to be able to they have to be able to do that. They have to be able to empathize with people, um, and we say empathize, not sympathize, because those are two different things. Yep. So I want to understand what you're going through, um, but I'm not going to put myself in your shoes completely and like become an advocate for you. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to provide guidance and, and support for you, but I'm kind of over here. Yeah. Um, so that's another reason why we're um, not a part of any organization that we're partnering with. We have nine employer partners that we're working with in the community right now. Um, but because we're a third party, there's some separation between us and the organization. Yeah. And it allows us to maintain both a real and a perceived distance between us and the organization, because there are things, and I have a background in, in human resources, so I know this full well, there are things that you just don't want your employer to know about sure, or about you or things you just don't want to talk about with people that you work with. And if they
0: have any sense that the employer is going to find out, they're never going to yes. disclose it to anybody. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: So there are certain things that when you say them to the employer, it, it kicks up certain sorts of things that you have to do,
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but sometimes that'll keep it from, from coming out in the first place. So... Part of what we're offering is a space for the employee to go and speak to confidentially, yeah. judgment-free, where you can literally say anything to us, um, and we're going to help you kind of work through it. And if it's something that there's a pathway that the organization couldn't can help and resolve the issue, mm-hmm. then we're going to point you back in that direction. We're going to walk you through your handbook. We're going to walk you through some of the clauses that are in all handbooks. Um, one of the key ones is like, no retaliation policy. Right. Every employer has that in their handbook. Employees really don't understand something like that and what that means. So it'll keep them from saying something.
0: So, um, sorry, so, didn't to yeah, interrupt ahead. you. The, those employers, those nine employers, and, and I'm sure it's something that you're trying to grow. Yes, uh, absolutely. Pun intended. Pun, yeah, pun intended.
1: You beat me to the punch <laughs> there.
0: A shameless plug for the yes. name of the organization yes. or the name of the division. How do you qualify to become one of those organizations, mm-hmm. one of those employers that's lucky enough? to have one of these grow navigators on your team.
1: Yep. So from a qualification standpoint, I have a very simple one for companies. It's do you have people that work for you? And oh, if you wow, that's tough. if you do, then you're you're probably someone that would would benefit okay. from this because it's a it's a separate part of the business, but it's of business and of people, but it's something that affects every business, every people that every business that has people that work for it. Yeah. People have things that they want to do and things that keep them from being able to do what they want to do. And if you're able to align those things with their employment at the company, now we're rolling in in the right direction where the goals of the company and the goals of the individual can align and the company for whatever period of time can be a part of that person's story in a really positive way. Mm -hmm. You know, this company helped me get from point A to point B, whether it was to start my own business or whether it was to exceed in my career with that company or anywhere in between, we we can be a part of that. And the companies that we're working with, that's what they want for their their people. They want them to be successful in their lives, whatever that means, and they want them to have the kind of support that we're offering to them.
0: Okay, so I mean, in a lot of ways, you guys are functioning like an EAP, an Employee Assistance Program. It's a third party organization that mm-hmm. the the employer has endorsed, but mm-hmm. there's a additional layer of privacy and yep. confidentiality, and um, yep. some maybe some broad so Less limitations on what can be communicated because it's not direct between employee and employer. Yeah,
1: yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of parallels between us and employer assistance program, um, but we think it's a important um, an important component of a benefits package that employers can offer to their employees. Yeah. But in my opinion, an employee assistance program is something that is service driven, not something that is much relationship driven. So mm-hmm. most employees that are accessing an EAP program are doing it to take advantage of the services that it provides, the main one being therapy. So a lot of EAP programs will offer three three free therapy sessions or sometimes five, and so employees call into that to take advantage of that. They usually have legal resources or other sort of financial resources yeah. that are that are behind it and services that are behind it, but that's what most people access it for. Our job is to complement that benefit or any other benefit that the employer is already uh, offering to their employees. So if an employee comes to talk to us, and we're having a conversation with them and we're kind of long, going down that road of therapy might be a good yeah. way for them to go. Yeah. The first thing that we're going to do is talk to them about the EAP program that their employer's offering. Because it's already baked into that. It's already baked yeah. into that. It's already part of the compensation package that they've been offered. And we want them to take advantage of that because it's a resource that's out there. They might, they might not know what it is. They might not feel comfortable picking up the phone. Um, so we'll pick up the phone with them if, if they're comfortable with us doing that. We'll mm-hmm. help them. We'll help educate them on what therapy is, also what it isn't, and what they can expect, and also how to advocate for themselves and choosing a therapist that's going to be right for them. Got it. And also, if one doesn't work out, hey, you can ask for for a different one. So really, it's, the, it's that education and kind of those nudges along the way to help get people to a place where they're going to access those resources that, again, are already available to them. Yeah. So, yeah. so what—
0: um, is there
1: cost for this? Like for yes, there is. Yep. Can't be free. <laughs> no, it it is not. So that's one of the things that as we've as we've started this work, um, we wanted to be in partnership uh, with employers in the in the community. So we yeah. use the term employer partner to distinguish us from just being a chamber member. Mm-hmm. So not all chamber members have access to this. Yeah, um, but. They would need to be a financial partner, so we ask them to pay the cost of what it costs to do this. So we operate underneath the Chambers Foundation, so we're okay. a nonprofit. Um, so we're asking employers to pay the cost, but they can split that cost amongst other employers and get access to a navigator a certain number of week. So it's kind like of like you're
0: week. pooling that money together? Yep,
1: we kind of pool okay. it together. So um, there's a certain cost that we have to employ a navigator from a total compensation standpoint – and then there's some other resources and stuff that, that we have on top of that that are a part of the package. Um, so we bake that into the cost from day one, and we've yeah. asked employers to, to pay us that cost. Um, but it, it depends. And there's a pretty wide range, um, especially if you're a small to medium-sized business, um, which is what I'm interested in talking about with your audience here. Um, so for us, a small to medium-sized business is any company that has less than 150 employees. Okay. We have a separate structure for them. So instead of having a navigator on site a full day, each week, it's a half day, a certain number of weeks per month, depending on your company size. and when to get into the tiers and everything like that. Um, but you still have the same virtual access to the navigators as any of the larger companies do. So you can call, text, email, uh, do a virtual meeting with them five days a week, Monday through Friday. Um, and then that on-site piece is, is that premium piece. And that cost okay. is significantly less than uh, some of the on-site full-day stuff. Yeah. So. Is
0: there, is there a wait list for, I mean, is there greater demand than uh, our supply of navigators right
1: well, now? Well, yeah, we'll we'll get to that that point at, at some point. Um, you know, it's really getting the word out there. Um, we've been how, trying how to long, do controlled how, you growth just, You just time, launched yeah. this
0: program recently.
1: Uh, so we've been operating underneath the umbrella of the Omaha Chamber since 2019, but we've kind of had structured and controlled growth along the way. Okay. Um, it hasn't always been... Up, of course, as, as yeah. most business owners know. No,
0: 2019, a lot of stuff happened in yes. 2020 and 2021. Yes. A lot has
1: happened in the middle of that um, that really affected our our ability to do different things. Yeah. Um, and again, we're an on-site model, so you can imagine with COVID being what COVID was and yeah. everyone working from home, um, that really changed how we had to do things, but we learned a lot from that. Um, and also the employers learned a lot from that. So there, I'd say that today, there's a greater understanding of The pitch that I have for what we're doing and employers understanding that, hey, our work and our personal lives, they really do intersect Mm -hmm. in a way that they maybe didn't appreciate before. That was always there, but now that understanding and appreciation of that is really, really out there. Got it. So
0: So the commonly used services, to your point you're just making, things like therapy for the employees that are working with these navigators that are Mm -hmm. coming on site – Therapy services, maybe health-related issues, bereavement.
1: It could be, yeah, it could be just about anything. So, so far this year, so we've we've wrapped the third quarter, so I can kind of speak to this year's numbers. So we have over nine hundred different people that we've worked with so far this year across those nine companies. Um, We have a staff of hundred per company, if on average, yes, yes, on average. So we have a staff of six navigators that have been doing that work. Okay, Um, so about half of those employees, we've had some sort of financial health. Related thing that we've worked with them on Mm -hmm. Uh, about a third of those employees, 30% is housing and housing could be anything from needing rental assistance to finding an apartment, which Mm -hmm. can be difficult um, if you have an eviction or a criminal history or poor credit or a combination thereof uh, all the way up to helping someone buy a home and going through that, that process with them and making connections to realtors and mortgage loan originators in the community to help ease that process for them. Got it. Um, So, Another 15% we've helped with, we do a lot of relationship stuff. Okay. So sometimes that's just listening. You know, hey, I need to talk about this situation that I have going on. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's it, it's that connection to, you know, it could be marriage counseling or it could be someone who's going through a divorce and there's a lot of different things that are going on there. Yeah, it ties um, into the financial piece. Ties into the financial yeah. piece. Also, there's legal parts of that. Um, but really, the relationships that that person has all around them are going to change quite significantly over a period of, of time and that's going to play out over a period of months as the divorce goes through and all those mm-hmm. sorts of things so a navigator can be someone for that individual to go talk to all along the way as they're going through all those different aspects wow. of it
0: that is it's fascinating are, are there are there other organizations are there other chambers that are doing this did I mean how did how did the greater Omaha chamber come up with this idea
1: so there are no other chambers across the country that are Doing this, um, but it's a it's a model that was started first in Grand Rapids, Michigan, first by a it's company. my hometown. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. So, first by a company called uh, Cascade Engineering,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, where they had a partnership. This was back in the late twentieth uh, century, <laughs> 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 the late nineteen nineties. Uh, but they had a partnership with the Department of Health and Human Services, and then some mm-hmm. other businesses caught caught wind of that, and they started their own nonprofit called the Source which kind of has this model that, that mm-hmm. we've adopted and they actually just celebrated their 20th anniversary this, this past month. Yeah. Um, so it's this private resource navigator model where the navigators partner directly with businesses and can help anyone. Um, so we learned hmm. about that. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was in, in a former role. I was working with Coca-Cola as their HR director uh, here in town and I was super involved with workforce development and then some different nonprofit initiatives Yeah. and really saw this gap that existed between where the community kind of helps people get to the job mm-hmm. and then employers can do some things but not really get in there with folks. So as an example of that, you know, if I had an employee come in and ask me for a 401k loan, yeah. I might ask them why or what for. It's really none of my business at the end of the day, or they mm-hmm. might share that with me. So say, you know, the water heater went out in the basement and I don't have the 1500 bucks that I need to fix it. So I'm going to get the money from my 401k to do that. Well, my job as the HR director is not to, you know, sit down and do a budget with them. It's right. Here's the paperwork. Here's the parameters. Here's what the interest rate is going to be. If you do this, here's, you know, some things to think about. If you want to talk about it more, I might, you know, refer you to our plan advisor, but that's really where it stops. Yeah. But really, you know, that employee has a full-time job. They're in that position for a reason. They could really use someone to sit down and, and go over their household budget with them, talk about those things, but there's also resources that are out there and available in the community for things like that, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, a direct resource to help with those sorts of things, or whether it's a, you know, a loan product that could be out there through a nonprofit or something like that, right. where they don't have to dip into their 401k. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't know those things as an HR director. It's way too much information for me to try to keep track of, but that's the space that the Navigator creates where an employee wouldn't even need to have to come talk to me about getting a 401k loan. They could go talk to the navigator about the situation first, Yeah, walk through what's going on. The navigator could start to look into some things for them. They might come up with an answer that would keep them from coming to my door in the first place, and they don't have to think about, you know, dipping into their 401K or something like that. Right. So, right. Um, you know, businesses really don't have that, that built-in thing. And, again, as I mentioned before, it's not a space that employees feel comfortable going to talk to people that they work with. Sure, and you would know that, that with your background as yes. an
0: HR professional. Yes.
1: So there's there's the things that you hear about, which is probably this amount of the uh-huh. total amount of things. But because of those relationships and the way that the dynamics work, there's probably this much more going on, uh, and that's what we've that's what we've experienced doing this work that we do. So um,
0: Greater Omaha Chamber, yeah, Greater Omaha Chamber covers a eight county area. Yes, right. Yep. So if you're a chamber member and you have an interest in that, um, then they'll know where to go or who to ask for. Right, you want they want to talk to somebody within the the grow program yeah absolutely absolutely specifically you yep Yep. um how do people get a hold of the greater omaha chamber of commerce
1: um so specifically to find out more about what we do you can go to omahachamber.org backslash grow Mm -hmm. and that'll take you to our landing page my contact information is there okay um otherwise you can just go to omahachamber.org and and you can kind of navigate through that way but that's usually the best way to find us you can also find us on on linkedin on facebook and on twitter um and then if people still have a phone book, they could find us that way. Um, but Wait, a what? A phone book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yellow pages. So, but we're, 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 not, we're not hiding. We're okay. We're easy to find.
0: So I'm going to go out on a limb here. And, you know, we can cut this out if, if you don't want to answer this question. For listeners who are outside of this metro area, mm-hmm. but they're interested in talking to you about could we create something like this in our market? Yeah. Would you be opposed to getting outreach from those folks?
1: Not at all. Okay. I don't know. So I actually just they had go a go through
0: the same process to Yeah, get in I touch just had a it. conversation
1: yesterday with a with another chamber in another state. Um, and our team, you know, we're working with people locally and that's the majority of who we're working with. But some of the companies that we're working with, they have employees that are across the country. Yeah. So we've been supporting people in I think forty of the fifty states. You know, sometimes it's it's yeah. onesie or twosie. Um, but we can we can support those individuals. At the end of the day it's just it's talking about their situation. Helping them come up with a plan, right? Um, we can get to the resources probably quicker than they can, even though we don't live there, because we kind of know about a process to find those sorts of things. Um, but we can support people anywhere.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you're already operating as a national organization because yeah. you're working with organizations that have people all over the place. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, especially in this in this gig economy, right? The virtual yes. virtual employee world.
1: Yep, yep. So. Phone call, a text message, or a virtual meeting away, and you can you can connect with anyone just yep. about anywhere. So.
0: Chad, this is fascinating. I really appreciate you coming in here. I know we're going to have to wrap up here quickly, but yeah. anything else um, that you think people should know about this program that we haven't covered yet?
1: Oh, God, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I think, you know— the. I save the hardest questions yeah, for last. The, the main thing for me, I mean, and the reason why we wanted to, to do this work really— in, in my background, you know, not only working in HR, but I was also working as a supervisor. And at one point in time, I was a, you know, a frontline employee. Mm-hmm. It's really creating the space that didn't exist within within companies um, to have someone to, to go talk to about whatever it is um, that's there. So there's really nothing else like this that does it in this way, in this relational way where we can talk to people and – I know a lot of companies are, are looking for an answer of what can we do to better support our people, mm-hmm. to help them through all the, all the other things that they have going on while still trying to develop them. Um, and we're, we're trying to be the answer to that question, which I know a lot of companies are asking themselves.
0: Very well said. So, I appreciate it. Thank you so much thank you. for coming on, talking to us about the GROW program, about the Greater Alma Chamber, and your uh, obviously very accomplished past in the HR world.
1: Oh, thank you. So, appreciate yeah, that.
0: Absolutely. And thanks to all of you for joining us for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. That was a lot of information, a lot of great information, stuff that's new to most of us. So you can always rewind this stuff or just hit that QR code that's on the screen and uh, we'll get you in touch with these guys, help you learn more about how you can take advantage of this program or at least how you can get on the waiting list, right? Something that's popular is <laughs> not just going to be available to everybody tomorrow. But once again, Chad Mayers, thank you so much for being a part of our show today. appreciate you volunteering the time to come in. Yep, thank you. And thanks to all of you for joining us on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. Definitely don't keep this episode a secret. Make sure that you like, follow, and subscribe, and share this with folks who you think could benefit from knowing more about this GROW program. We'll see you all here again really soon on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy.
1: A Media Production.